Good evening and welcome back to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. And I am your host, Becky, and I am alive. Becky Gremlin is alive. Becky has I'm alive. (laughs) Um Oh, there's a K commercial happening. I'm so sorry. Um here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcasts, guys. The K commercial caught me yeah, so distracted. Sorry, the article <laughs> that we are going to be reading tonight has an ad, so that was great. It caught me too. Um, I was just like staring at it like an idiot, like yeah, guys. I am alive. I was deathly ill last week. No, I was not. <laughs> Some days I felt like it. Um, I mean, the flu makes you feel like that. Yeah, me and my husband got very sick. The flu is out in full effect. It is no joke. It is, uh, it's it's out here. <laughs> like it's literally been RSV for kids and full blown full blown flu for everybody else. So uh, everybody, stay safe and um, you know take your vitamins and do what you got to do. But just take mostly- your vitamins rest and oh my god this is just such a stressful time of year we don't we didn't do christmas cards this year we don't have a christmas tree <laughs> we just like it just let's be not real though it felt like but this this year has also been very very difficult and my husband and i both have agreed that we are just we are thoroughly i feel like getting sick was like the icing on the cake of the latter half of this year and we're just very ready for it to be over and <laughs> i hope everybody else is doing well though we're doing good but it's just been a rough year and i'm sure some of you are feeling it but um you know don't let it get you down i know there's been we've literally just been talking about some craziness and this is always a really crazy time of year and just there's just been so much going on, but like, you know, we love you guys. We love doing this podcast. No matter what we try to do, it is, you know, we try to bring it every Wednesday when we can. So it really sucked being sick, but it also sucked not being able to do an episode. But um it's to the point now where when I don't see you once a week, it's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's sincerely yeah. an issue. Because like even though so, I, you guys, if you saw my Twitter post, you guys know now that I have bought a house. Um, I close on it next week, but this house is going to be farther from Becky. And as excited, it's actually going to be farther from all of my friends. It's going to be closer to my family, but farther from my friends. But um, obviously the podcast is still going to happen. Like, that's that's not even in the question. But it kind of sucks because she's not going to be right around the corner anymore. So, but you know, I am excited about the house. I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. I am genuinely excited about the house. It's just, and we're still going to be able to do the podcast. It's 30 minutes away. We're still going to be able to do the podcast. Well, yeah, but I mean, even if I had to drive out there, you're not right around the corner anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, we would do the podcast. I know I some, coming out here. some people in L, I know some people in California right now, like, you know what? We wish we could be 30 minutes away. Like, the GPS will say 30 minutes, but that's a two-hour drive. (laughs) I listen. I've never, ever, ever, ever been to L.A., but listen to enough podcasts with people that live out there that you hear that constantly. And my anxiety can't handle that. Could never. I could not handle seeing 30 minutes away 
but it's going to take me two hours. To get I couldn't there. handle like, seeing 30 minutes I, away for two hours. There's, I'm like, this has not changed. I'd be like, the math is not mathing. <laughs> My brain is not computing with what you're trying to tell me. It's 30 minutes away. Why is it taking two and a half hours? That's from here to get to my family in Indiana. Like, that's not. No. <laughs> we are not, not doing that. So, But we hope everybody's doing well. We hope none of you have been sick. And if we have, if you're sick now, we hope this is bringing you some comfort. Get some soup. Get some Gatorade. Get some coffee. Um, I mean, if hopefully you're... you're not sick. But if you just got over being sick, blessings to you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Welcome back to the living. (laughs) I think what really, when you were talking about not really being in the Christmas spirit, October, November, and December have have taken the fast lane. And I don't know. They really did. Because I told Alex on Sunday, I was like, oh, wow, Christmas is three weeks from today. And she was like, yeah. And then Monday, everyone comes into the, like, our Zoom meeting. And they were like, yeah, you know, because next Friday is the day that we observe for Christmas. And I was like, no, it's not. I know. Christmas was two weeks ago. T- two weeks from yesterday. Christmas is yeah. two. Like Christmas is 10 days, almost 10, basically 10 days away. What the fuck? October 1st just happened. Also, in my defense, I don't. One of the other reasons why. We don't have a Christmas tree this year is because of a cat. So <laughs> anyone out there that mm-hmm. is a cat owner, you will understand. So this is a new, this is still a new territory for her. And we're going to introduce, we've decided to introduce a uh, Christmas tree next year because I can't, I can't deal with the stress of it this year. <laughs> I can't deal with 4.30 in the morning hearing it crashing to the ground. I, I can't. I, I can't. Because <laughs> you know it'll happen. I can't. I can't. I, like, I, I, can't genuinely, I can't. I love her so much, but I literally can't. I can't do it. I literally can't. <laughs> but all my Christmas shopping is done. It's actually been done. So. Same. Because there isn't nice. any. Yeah. I mean, I. A lot of people gave me things to give to other people. So I really didn't do Christmas shopping. I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. I mean, listen, one man's trash is another person's treasure. Like, me going through this purge has helped so many people with Christmas presents. That's why I'm like, if you can't afford it, it's free. Take it. I don't care. Because guess what? I don't care. I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. I literally, guys, I literally brought four trash bags of clothes over to Becky so she can go through them, so she can go shopping in Kristen's closet, because I was hanging on to clothes I haven't worn in three years, and it was time. Yeah, a lot of us need to. (laughs) I did the same thing. I just haven't donated any of my stuff yet, but I'm glad to wait, because then I can go through your stuff and see what either to keep or give to my nieces, but otherwise, yeah, everybody needs to do that just oh god clothes it's just ridiculous it's so ridiculous and i i have a weird i have sentimentalities with certain clothes and i need to fucking stop that shit oh this was given to me i can't get rid of this because it was given to me i I have a dress i've had since i was 19 have you worn it no no 
I feel like I'm doing this weird thing where every 10 years I'm just going to try it on and go, still got it, until I can't fit into it anymore. And then that's the day I will shrivel up and die. <laughs> no. You're like, that's I the day where I will end it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. But... I am officially done. <laughs> it, it does still fit. I have a dress that my, my dad was cleaning out the basement. It is my prom dress. It is my fucking prom dress that dress is 25 years old <laughs> damn near it's almost 25 years old i can still fit in that bitch though so yeah you fucking can so i'm having this like weird but i I've, I've turned into one of those people officially where you're gonna keep stuff from like and then you're gonna like if you're in your 50s and you can still fucking fit into it you're like fuck yeah and i but i don't but i feel like then that's keeping like an unrealistic See, expectation. I'm having and I'm the like, opposite. No. I'm having the opposite thing where I have all these clothes I can't fit in anymore because I lost sixty pounds. That's good though. So, but a lot of the clothes that I have, I know will fit. But I'm never gonna so. wear my fucking prom dress anywhere. You, like you I just should not turn it into a costume. I could actually. Turn it into a Stranger Things I costume could, I or something. Turn it into a. I could turn it into a costume. You could turn you. it into Wednesday's dress. Thank, I need to. God damn it! I need to watch that fucking series. I saw someone say it was racist, and I was like, no, I no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. <laughs> um. Some people need to look up what actual definitions of words are and stop making things up. They're like because... Wednesday was racist, and I'm like against who. Help pilgrims. <laughs> I know there was like a whole scene with like a thing. Was it racist <laughs> to white people? Oh no. Oh no. They're offended. Oh my god. No, I guess I, I need think to watch it. What hurts me the most about this series I'm is very people... glad they're Hispanic characters. Yes. I'm very, very, very happy is... about that. And people were tripping on that. I'm like, his name is Gomez. Anyway, he really didn't. He I'm not happy with this Gomez. I don't think anybody is. I love the. I actor. love him as a person. Oh, oh god. my god, I, I love, love him. Luis Guzman so much, so much. Love him as an act. Love. <sighs> it's the fact that him and Catherine Zeta-Jones don't have chemistry. Yeah, and, and that that's hurts. where it really hurts me because I was like, because Listen, we when grew I was a up kid, with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. I wanted to be ridiculous, like chemistry, like between each other. No, I was like, if I don't have a relationship like Mortez, Mortez, Morticia and Gomez, then I don't have a relationship. You guys would be Mortez, though. That's your, that's your couple. That's what I'm telling Alex now. But we are Mortez. You're Mortez. I kind of like Gomisha better though. Gomisha. Same. We watched uh, Adam's Family Values the other day. Just for the fuck of it, because it was fucking, and it was free on Prime or whatever we were watching it on. So we just decided. Plus, I know uh, Debbie's like whole speech when she has them in the, the fucking. I fucking love Malibu Barbie, like that whole fucking lesson. If you don't love, if you don't, if you haven't seen that movie eight thousand times and you don't now love Debbie Zelensky, I don't. I can't talk to you. Like I can't. There's like we know she's the villain. But, like, if you don't love her, 
I don't, I, we, uh, we can't communicate. I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk to you. Like, I, I think <laughs> what gets me, has gotten me about this series so far is the teeny boppers going, I didn't know that the character, the woman who played Miss Thorne played Wednesday before. Yeah. I had to tell my 10 year old niece that. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. There is a generation that hasn't seen the 90s. Also, real quick before we get into the episode, um, last week I felt incredibly old. Has nothing to do with Wednesday, but another thing of like kids making me feel old. Went to Walgreens to look for cold medicine on like the one day that I wasn't deathly ill. Had my mask on. Didn't have a fever, but I definitely had a mask on. I was sick, so had a mask on. And, uh, didn't want to take my mask down, but I had my Green Day sweatshirt on. And the girl behind the counter at Walgreens was like, uh, is that a Green Day shirt? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, classics. I was like, for who? <laughs> classics. Guys, I swear to God, I straight up, I was like, come again? What? I know my head's congested, but did you just say what I really think you just said? I I wanted to die. I wanted to die. She was like, I remember when I bought that CD. I was like, I remember the cassette tape. And she just went, what? And I was like, I was born in 1984. Yes, the 1900s. Yes. <laughs> the late 1900s. Oh, this fuck. <laughs> Set tape. She looked at me like I said hieroglyphics. Like I might as well. I was like, oh god, there's a whole generation that don't know. Ah, you want to really? Anyway. You want? You want to really fuck up this generation? Say eight track. Fuck up a generation real hard doing that. They're gonna be like, I don't even know. Now eight tracks were before me, but I do know what they are. Yeah, <laughs> I I did not come in. My husband did, but you know what's wild to me that my dad, that like, if you have older parents, please cut them some fucking slack to where technology is now, because I had a whole conversation with my dad. My dad literally grew up, and we've only seen these in like old movies, and you're like, were those fucking real? Yeah, those were goddamn real. The fucking phones on the wall where you had to like take the thing off and hold it up to your ear and talk and do the. My dad had that as a child. It was called a party line. You didn't have phone numbers. You said, I want house number six. And that was who the fuck you called. And everybody else could listen in on your conversation. You had to ring, ring, ring and fucking. And now. 70 years later, the man is talking into a square. Like, we have got y'all, your old parents and your grandparents, you need to cut them some fucking slack. And <laughs> I have so much more patience with my dad now, realizing that in a really short span of time, he went from that to this. Because 70 years is really not that fucking long. No. <laughs> so... For the love of God, give your grandparents and your older parents some fucking slack, please. Please. I'll give my grandparents because slack, in four years. No. <laughs> you still have young parents, though. My mom gets you have slack. young parents. Nah. 
They're in their 60s. That's still young. That's still young. They just, I give, I give my mom slack for certain things, but when she goes, what is this? I'm like, you have Google. You know how oh, to, yeah, no. you now know that, how to use it. Now that, no. Don't come to me because I'm so many years younger than you and think I know everything. I am not Webster. Absolutely not. I'm not and if Webster's I do know the answer, am I going to tell her? No. I'm, I'm not Ask Jeeves. I'm not fucking. Do you remember Ask, what was it? I'm going to Ask Jeeves. The one, Cha-Cha. No. I think Cha-Cha was my generation of Ask Jeeves. Okay, yeah, no. I was Ask Jeeves and then it was Yahoo. And yeah. Then so weird. Ugit. My dad still has a Yahoo email account. I'm, I'm sure, too, but I never I'm sure I probably do because you can't get fucking rid of the goddamn thing. I think I tried to like delete it. You can't delete it. I probably have like 13,000 emails and most of them are male enhancement bills. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about your penis. We've been trying to reach you about your erection insurance. Oh my God. God. No, I, I got oh, a Yahoo Lord. account because it was my quote unquote professional account. Yeah. But I never fucking used it. <laughs> All of this house shit that I've done, my fucking email is hot. Heartstopper has been fucking hilarious. It makes everybody laugh. I'm like, listen, I unfortunately made this on a whim and now it's my main email for fucking everything. And I'm it's sorry. so embarrassing to tell people Heartstopper. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But my girlfriend's like, well, you're mine. And I'm like, ha good for you. But not ever. I'm like, imagine yeah, it's not telling right. your fucking professional job, what's your email? Heartstopper. Okay. By the time you're in your 40s, you might want to think about uh, changing. <laughs> Are you just going to keep it Heartstopper? You're going to be like 55. And you're going to be like, my email is Heartstopper. Honestly, it'll probably get better <laughs> with age. <laughs> It should. A fucking 60 year old it's woman. Amazing. What's your email? Heartstopper. And be like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> I am Kate Blanchett. <laughs> She's only 50, but still. It's amazing. Oh, God. I'm anyway. Woman. Fucking same. So, guys, um, we hope you enjoyed that little intro. It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, we're also getting into some heaviness tonight. Uh, we were supposed to do this episode last week, and this week, if you guys know, we were going to try to see a movie, try to see if there was going to be something streaming new that we could discuss or do a review on, and unfortunately, the closest theater that a mean one is playing at is, like, way too far away from us. So hopefully you guys got to see it. I've been hearing great things. I'm so happy for everybody that was involved, but... I've also heard Violent Night is probably the best movie of the year. Oh, I have been, Oh, Violent um, Night has been. I can't some wait to see it. Incredible reviews. Mm -hmm. I am so. And I've heard it's happy. incredibly gory. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm like, I am excited. Also, David Harbour as a hot Santa. And yeah, I'm saying he's a hot Santa because I think David Harbour's hot. So anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm gay and he can get it. He's nice looking. I get he's it He's a too. very good looking man. He's very nice looking. So just saying. Just saying. Oh, and this has nothing to do with the price of China. But um, I wanted to let you guys <laughs> know if you didn't know this and if you didn't know this. Um, Biden signed a bill into law today that codified gay marriage. 
And let me just tell you, it might not seem like a big deal, but it is because now if the Supreme Court wants to pull some bullshit, we're safe. So it's just, I, it was very nice news to wake up to this morning considering all the fucking crap bullshit that's going on in the world right now. So for all of my ally, our allies out there and for all of the people who are a part of the community, that's some great news that we get to share today. Yeah, and this has nothing to do with, you know, take, this has nothing to do with politics. Take that out of it. This is, uh, this has to do with people's lives. And I don't think a lot of pe people realize that it really wasn't a very long time ago in this country that interracial relationships were illegal. Was in our parents' lifetime, our grandparents' lifetime. Yep. It's very much the same thing. So this has absolutely nothing to do with politics. This has to do with human lives. That because of laws today, I can be married to my husband and my friend can be married to whoever the fuck she wants to marry. And hopefully her girlfriend who we love. That's who she needs to fucking marry. But Oh, I know. <laughs> that's who you need to marry. That's but you know it. what I'm saying? Like, I just mean for anybody to fucking marry anybody, whether their race, their sex, their Think whatever. Think about what like, you just said. Like, dissect that for a second. Because of laws. I know. You get to be married to your... Like, what? I just... That... My brain cannot... I remember hearing somebody... Because I think it's so... I don't think... Because the majority of people now are living in a world where interracial relationship interracial marriages are nothing but gay marriage is still very much and it's like it wasn't that long ago that interracial marriage was the same thing it was the same exact thing so you can't how about we just let people love who they love and they can marry who they want to marry and you just stay the fuck out of it because guess what it doesn't affect it's... your life the legalities of marriage are ridiculous so stupid if it wasn't for a lot of the perks Just, of the marriage, I probably wouldn't even get married. We, but the problem really is, is, is because, I'm glad I'm married, but I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's so different for the gay, laws that get wrapped up in it. It really fucking is because when for gay couples, to, if someone if dies, something happens if, that's to what her, I'm saying. Yeah, and exactly. we're not legally married, yeah. then guess the fuck what? I get fucking nothing. I can't take care of anything for her. I can't be with her in her fucking deathbed because I'm not family. There's a lot of that can happen with straight marriages too, or it's straight relationships. It's fucking bullshit because of because of what has happened with laws as far as like rights and. I have an oh, idea. It's so why don't we take? It, <laughs> it's why just not? So ridiculous. Why don't we take everything and throw it in the ocean? Okay, and yes. start over. I love it. <laughs> and the first thing we take do is now. if you are over sixty-five. Get out of the goddamn government. Yeah, there needs to. Mm. Anyway, I did not mean. To no, be we're not getting. I just yeah, wanted to share. No I just wanted to share that. that that's that's a human issue. Yes. That just unfortunately laws have to be involved in, but fortunately sometimes those laws go in the right direction, and this was one of those times that it did. So that is a very, very, very good thing. Very good thing. Listen, you got to take the small victories where you can because it's always a shit show, okay? It's always a shit show. So when you get one little small flower that grows out of the pile of shit, just, in, just let us enjoy that flower. 
Just I'm let enjoying us, the let flower. Let us today. zoom in <laughs> on the flower. Let's look at the little bee on the and flower. And not ignore it. And ignore the ginormous land full of shit. And just zoom in on the pretty little flower. It's a pretty it's flower. Be <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, guys, heavy subject matter tonight. We are talking about a triple homicide that happened back in 2013 on Christmas Eve that uh, would have remained unsolved if not for some great detective work, for one. Um, <laughs> it just seems like every time we do these true crime ones, the police just drop the ball at every moment. But sometimes we have these ones where they do a really, really good job. Um, I did want to kind of give some updates on a few things. Um, just some, there's been a lot of stuff that's like true crime going on in the news. Uh, there was the 65 year old murder of the little boy that they finally solved. Did you, it's uh, the boy without a name. There was a, this was like, if you guys have been hearing about it, um, so this happened, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think when this actually happened. Cause it's been, yeah, it's been, no. oh my goodness. It was a little boy that was murdered, that was found in a box and it went unsolved for like 65 years. Oof. And they just now threw, um, I believe it was uh, DNA testing. They found out, okay, yeah, this was, it happened in Philadelphia in February of 1957. Uh, it was a naked boy that was discovered beaten to death in a box, literally in a box. And he was known as America's Unknown Child. He was buried as America's Unknown Child. Somebody paid for a funeral and everything. And literally for 65 years, up until recently, they finally have identified who the little boy is um, through DNA. Wow. So uh, that's something new in true crime news. Um, because there were theories. I think I had come across this a few times, maybe on some like true crime pages. Cause it's a story. I mean, literally for 65 years, they had no idea who this little boy was. Not a clue. They had all types of theories and speculations, but nothing led back to who the little boy was. Um, also there has been, there is a new, I believe it's on Hulu. There's a new documentary that's just come out um, uh, about Casey Anthony. <laughs> Guys, this one is, uh, if anybody got a chance to watch it, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know a lot of people still have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, I don't know. I just, I really think everybody should watch it. Everybody should watch it and kind of give your own opinion on how you feel about it. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say one way or the other. I just want to say that, like, I think everything that I thought I knew all those years ago got completely flipped on its head. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of... I'm telling you guys, people who... Man, the, me the way the media 
played a lot of things in our heads years ago. What we're finding out now, it just, so much gets left out. Once the media, I think it was just so easy for the media to get a hold of that story without knowing everything. And it just, well, it tugged at all of us. This little girl, you think mom's partying, she don't care. The parents, this whole thing is so fucking weird. I just, I really think everybody should watch it. I, I don't know. I don't want to say one way or the other. I know people, I, I still have mixed feelings about her. I, I don't know how to feel about the whole thing. It's just, it's fucking crazy. But I think everybody should watch it. I really do. If if you were around at that time when that case was everywhere and it gripped you like it gripped everybody else, I behoove everybody to watch this because I think there's a lot that we didn't know. Um, I don't really want to do a podcast episode about it because I don't know. And we just, I, I hate talking anything about kids. That whole case is just so crazy. And I think there's, there's still so many people that are just so, they, they have such a strong opinion about it that even I think to this day, even if they did watch this Hulu thing, I still don't think their opinion will change. So it's just, it's too conflicting of a thing to talk about. It just, and that, it just, that little girl and it was a child, you just like, that's a tough one. I think that, I think that's one that needs to just be left up to however you feel about Your it. Your own devices. Yeah, because that's how I, I, I don't know how I feel about it anymore, but you're still, really at the end of the day, this little innocent girl, whoever murdered her, it was fucking horrible. You know, she's not coming back. It was a, it was a, <clears throat> a horrible way that she was found. So mm -hmm. at this point, it's like, I don't know. You're almost like, does it really matter? This beautiful little girl, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, she lost her life. And yeah. Just really in a really sucks. awful, horrible way. So just some new stuff going on in case you guys weren't up to date on what's going on in the true crime world. Um, but tonight. This article is from um, Oxygen Network, actually did a little docu-series about this. And um, the article itself is called How the Gunman Behind a Christmas Eve Family Triple Homicide Was Caught. On Christmas Eve in 2013, Salvatore Sal Belvedere, 22, and um, Ilona Flint, 22, were found shot in their car in the parking lot of the Mission Valley Mall in San Diego. Christmas is a season of joy for many, but for a close-knit California family, it's now a constant reminder of a shocking triple murder. On Christmas Eve in 2013, Salvatore Belvedere and um, Ilona Flint were found shot in their car in the parking lot of the Mission Valley Mall in San Diego. Sal was shot right between the eyes, Brian Erickson, Deputy DA for San Diego County, told Homicide for the Holidays, which was the docuseries featured. That's um, why I referenced oxygen. it. Um, in the post, I think it was the couple, the post that I did, I did reference that. Yeah. So this actually just aired last, last month in November on Oxygen. Um, Sal was rushed to the hospital where he died two days later. Alona was slumped over in the passenger seat, said San Diego Police Department Detective Tim Norris, adding that she had been shot in the back and in the back of the head. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, do you want me to go now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we just like if all you of a sudden, super traumatic, pause. dramatic pause. Oh, wait. 
keep talking for a second. You're fine. Um, so <laughs> Alona was engaged to. So this is where things got kind of so crazy. So say say what the, the end of that again. Um, <laughs> Alana was engaged to Sal's brother Gianni, twenty uh, fourth at the time, and he had called nine one one and told the dispatcher that she had been shot. In the recorded call, no gunshots could be heard, but a twenty two caliber shell casing was found in the car. Detectives believe that a silencer was used. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, so police found that the car was registered to Le- Le- it's Leonard, right? I think it's Leonard. Leonard, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Leonard. Actually, let's call him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Leonard Belvedere, Salvatore's father. They went to his home and informed him of the fatal shooting. Gianni, meanwhile, was nowhere to be found. Missing persons bullets bulletins were put out on him. Detectives got a tip that they hoped would lead to Gianni. A small employee placed a 911 call three minutes after Ilona. It's Ilona? Yeah. Ilona. Okay. She said she saw a man of average height standing outside the driver's window of the victim's car. The suspect drove away in a car that matched the description of Gianni's vehicle. Detectives considered the possibility of a love triangle had gone terribly wrong, reported CNN at the time. But interviews with family members and other witnesses refuted the idea that Gianni had shot his brother. Everybody we talked to who knew Gianni said this was not his personality, said Erickson. Detectives focused on Gianni's cell phone history. His phone had shut off completely at 11.45 the night of the shooting and never came back on. His last call was to a cousin. The relative told investigators that Gianni was headed to the mall to pick up Ilona, as he always did because she didn't like to drive. Elena's phone history showed that she sent texts to Gianni shortly before the shooting that were never answered. Records also showed that Elena called Sal and that he went to the mall to get her. From midnight to 1 a.m., they had sat in the parking lot while Elena called hospitals looking for Gianni. On January 17, 2014, Gianni's car was found 90 miles from San Diego in the Riverside. There was blood on the passenger seat and a putrid smell coming from the vehicle. Investigators said Gianni's badly decomposed body was recovered from the trunk and identified by dental records. Cans of air fresheners with taped down triggers were found near the body. It appeared Gianni had been dead for two to three weeks. A bullet was recovered from his skull. He was shot behind the left ear as though somebody was standing over him and to the side. Forensic analysis showed that the same gun was used to fire the round that killed Gianni, Sal, and Ilona. The case was a triple homicide, not a fatal love triangle. Investigators were able to get DNA off the tape used to hold down the triggers on the air fresheners. The DNA was uploaded to CODIS in hopes of identifying a match in the databank. No match was actually found. If somebody gets arrested and put in the system, then it will connect, investigators said. On January 18th, less than 24 hours after Gianni's body was found, a seemingly unrelated incident would actually lead to break the, investi- to the, break the investigators needed. A man was stopped at an interior border patrol checkpoint in San Clemente, California, an hour north of San Diego. He had an AR-15 style assault rifle, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and numerous other firearms. Border patrol also found a 45 caliber handgun, a 22 caliber pistol with a threaded barrel and a homemade silencer. The haul meant numerous different California violations. The man was identified as 29-year-old Carlo Mercado. He was the registered owner of two of the firearms and had no criminal record. He was released at the scene and his guns were confiscated. 
<clears throat> Ricardo was free to go, but the California Department of Justice and special agents kept an eye on as as they built their case against the illegal 22 silencer and magazine clips. Four months after the Christmas Eve murders, the special agent's investigation into Marcado's illegal firearms produced enough evidence to arrest him, and Marcado was charged in April of 2014. Marcado pleaded guilty to having the illegal silencer. As part of that deal, his DNA was taken and uploaded to CODIS. Carlo, Carlo Marcado's DNA matched the DNA that was found in the car where Gianni's body was found, journalist Anna Garcia told producers. San Diego detectives connected with the special agent who seized and had possession of Marcado's guns. Ballistics analysis showed that a 22 caliber gun that had been confiscated was the weapon used to kill Gianni, Sal, and Ilona. In addition, phone records placed Mercado at the scene of the crime. On June 28, 2014, Mercado was charged with three counts of murder. Detectives theorized that Mercado's motive for murder may have been linked to a parking lot scuffle when Gianni arrived to pick up Ilona. Which, listen, honestly, this day and age, that shit doesn't surprise me. Cause with, Especially with it being right around Christmas. Yeah. This is why everybody should be, like, extra, extra, extra careful this time of year. Even if it's in broad daylight, even if you're in a crowded parking lot or parking garage, it doesn't matter. When you're loading stuff into your car, when you're, if you're not paying attention to your surroundings it could happen so easily that someone could just grab you shove you into the car shove you out of the car shoot you what whatever like anything like that could happen so easily because you're just not paying attention and um you're rushing around trying to get christmas gifts and just trying to you know you're just focusing on day-to-day life and just rushing around and trying to get everything done that you're not focusing on your surroundings and that's the number one time that people will take advantage of that situation and either try to rob you or worse, kill you. So mm-hmm. that's just wild. But yeah, I mean, I could totally believe it that, and you know, you think to yourself, okay, well, the guy didn't have a record. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's a lot of people that don't have records that have a gun in their fucking hand, hand, what is that? Glove box. And you piss them off. There's a lot of road rage stuff out there where people pull out a gun. That's why if, Somebody wants my spot. They can fucking have it. I don't care. Right on ahead. I'm like, I don't want to be shot. Thank you. You go right on ahead. Investigators believe that Mercado shot Gianni and then drove off in his car. Knowing that police would look for the car, he taped the license plate over the legitimate one. Mercado then returned to the mall parking lot, which is when Sal and Ilona saw the stranger in Gianni's car. Mercado then turned the gun on them. He did it because he either lived in a fantasy world where he thought he was an assassin or he lived in this world where he didn't think he could be held accountable. So basically what they're saying is that Sal and Ilona were collateral damage, unfortunately. Mercado, 31, pleaded guilty and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. All over a fucking parking space, probably. Okay. And apparently um, when he was sentenced and the judge said to him, you will never get out of prison, he stared blankly at the judge, gave no emotion, um, would not look at the victim's families. Uh, He was given an opportunity to address the victim's families. He glanced at his lawyers and said no, that he had nothing to say. Um, 
And it's just basically been determined that it was nothing more than a random act of violence. It was sparked by either road rage or a carjacking, that there was possibly some sort of, when Gianni was on his way to pick up um, Ilona and Sal, that there was possibly some type of road rage incident that happened between him and Mercado. And uh, Mercado followed him to the mall and killed him and took his car and then basically came back to get to take out uh, his girlfriend and his brother just because. And two 22-year-olds and a 24-year-old were, were senselessly murdered literally right before Christmas. Um for absolutely no reason. It's just ridiculous. Or, you know, they're also saying possibly that he wanted his car. So it was basically a carjacking. Like, he was just like, okay, I'm just going to take your car. Like, I don't even give a shit. Um, but, I mean, I mean to, to, go, to go as far as buying air freshener cans to spray on someone's dead body to the point that, like, you, I think, I just, I think the craziest part of it is that I'm thinking to myself, what if he would have taken that extra step to wear gloves when he was taping the nozzles down on the air fresheners like that? They would have never gotten any DNA evidence off of that at all. And yeah, he probably would have been caught with the guns, but there would have been. That's what makes me think it wasn't kind of planned. He was very like, oh shit moment where he wasn't thinking. Because most of the time, you can most of the time tell when something is planned out as opposed to when it's um, not not sporadic or spontaneous, but like, oh no, like I've looked what the fuck I've done, now what am I going to do kind of moment. That's why I think it was very easy that it could have been a road rage incident. Because mm-hmm. typically road rage, road rage isn't, that's not something that's planned. That's just somebody that's a fucking asshole and, you know, oh, somebody cut me off, so. I'm going to kill him. Why? Yeah. Why? That is exactly how you solve that situation. I literally am to the point now. Excuse me. I'm literally to the point now where when I make a mistake and accidentally cut somebody off or something happens that's my fault and I notice that they're following me to where I'm going, I fucking, I'm scared. I'm like, are they going to follow me all the way and shoot me? Is that what's going to happen? Because there was one time I was so freaked out. I drove to the police station. Mm -hmm. I've done that. Because I'm like, they were taking every single fucking turn that I Yeah, there's that thing where they say if you make three, either three left-hand turns or three right-hand turns and they're still following you. It's probably left. That's it. Because right's easy. If you make, that's it. If if you make three left-hand turns and they follow you every single time, the person is definitely following you. And you don't ever drive home. You drive to a police station. You always drive <laughs> Unfortunately, to a I live across the street from a police station. <laughs> I've always been told that, though. Like, but that no, it is. Yes. I was told a long time ago. Like, you, if, if you feel like someone is following you, you drive to the police and station. And I have done it. Don't and drive home. they did turn away. Now, did they turn away because I drove to the police station? I don't know, because they turned before I got there. So they could have genuinely not been. I was just paranoid. But still, it was nice to know that they were, you know, gone. I actually did have a road rage incident where I 
went over the left to center and this guy, like I was coming around a really sharp turn and I went over the line into his lane and he honked and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know? And then like, instead of it just being a honk and letting it go, he was screaming at me and I'm like, okay, this person is psychotic. <laughs> like, and I pulled into the police station. That was like the next turn. And, uh, he just kept driving. Because I was like, okay, well, either he wasn't expecting me to do that or I don't know what. But it's like, you're not going to be, sc he's screaming at me to pull up. I'm like, pull over for what? Are you going to beat me up? Like, are you kidding me well, right now? That, my mom had some guy follow her all the way to work and he got out and all he did was scream at her. I'm like, now what was the point of that? Yeah, he followed I mean, like, somebody all the way to their workplace to scream at them. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy was in a truck, huge, and just like very aggressively like cussing me out screaming at me and i'm like, like what, what's the point what am i gonna do Pull up, what are you gonna do kill me hit me like what are what are what are you gonna do like you know I what i would even... love to do next time that happens is just pterodactyl scream at them the whole time you just start screaming oh my god they'll be like well it'll attract a crowd and they don't want that like people will clearly hear somebody i just feel like, ah! like but i mean it just so happened that there was like <laughs> At, there was, I knew there was going to be a police station right there. So I immediately turned into the police station because I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Like, I'm not dealing with this fucking psycho. I there's love no, people. There's no way. Um, I did find, I actually did find another news article in regards to, um, this is actually in regards to Carlo uh, Mercado himself. So, um, this was about details as far as evidence discovered in his investigation. Um, so he was, he actually at one point originally pled not guilty. Uh, his attorneys tried to state that he was incompetent to stand trial. Um, this was later determined to be inaccurate and overruled by the judge. Um, so there was documents that did not provide major updates uh, about information previously released. They did detail a clear timeline of what investigators believe led up to the triple homicide with new information about Mercado's history, his history himself. Um, so there was no connection with him. He didn't know them personally, but it is suggested that uh, Mercado did have a history of, he had a history of motorcycle accidents and attempting to fleece money from drivers involved. So there was an incident that happened in 2012. So this is only a year after a year before the murders, less than a year before the murders, where, um, according to court records, Mercado crashed his motorcycle into the back of a man's truck. And then later that same day sent that same man a really aggressive email where he demanded prices. He listed uh, motorcycle parts and demanded prices for each of the parts repaired. He told the driver that the total cost would be over $2,000, but he was willing to settle for half. Um, records from the San Diego District Attorney's Office contacted that driver of that vehicle who explained Mercado had crashed his motorcycle into the back of the driver's truck while at a stoplight and the driver 
and the driver assisted Mercado with his bike and called the police. When the driver received the aggressive email, the records show the driver verified with his father and insurance company he would not be responsible for the cost Mercado was asking for, and then he ignored Mercado's emails and text messages. The statement of facts presented evidence Mercado filed a false insurance claim on his motorcycle days after the triple homicide took place. His motorcycle played a role in the investigation as, according to prosecutors, Mercado, after killing Gianni, fleed the scene in Gianni's car, returned to the parking lot to remove his motorcycle that he left behind. Um, it was then that Mercado came in contact with um, Ilona and Sal, murdering them both, fearing that they would report seeing him driving Gianni's car. So two days, according to records, Mercado fled the scene that night, leaving the motorcycle behind, returned the next day with a rented U-Haul truck and trailer to remove the motorcycle from the crime scene, um, or from the crime scene after San Diego Police Department officials were no longer there. Two days later, prosecutors said Mercado, fearing his motorcycle could tie him to the crime scene, staged a fake motorcycle accident and filed a claim with his insurance. Geico handled the claim, uh, told investigators that they doubted his story, but processed the claim anyway for a total of $2,539. At the change of plea hearing, Mercado credited border, uh, border patrol officers were credited in pulling him over and finding the weapons that were critical evidence. So um, that's just crazy. That is so crazy to me that he did all of this and then the day after was found at the border with an AR assault rifle, 45 caliber handgun, 22 caliber handgun, and the silencer, like the actual murder weapon. This guy was bold. So, I mean, I think this, I think finding this information out now lets you know this guy's timeline that even though this particular murder was random, and that he didn't know these three people. This guy had a history of pulling scams on people. And I think that this would have happened to anybody. This could have happened to that guy in that truck that he crashed his motorcycle behind. It could have happened to him. I think this guy it was, was one just of those waiting wrong for... time, wrong, wrong place, wrong time type of situation. Yeah. He probably tried to do the same thing to Gianni. And Gianni's like, no, I'm not having it. And was trying to get away from the guy. And he was like... Oh no, I have to shoot him. Um, so yeah, it sounds to me like even though that, yeah, this guy would have done this to anybody at some point. That's the that's the really like sickening part of this whole thing. Is as random as this was, this guy would have most definitely done this to anyone. Mm -hmm. Given the given the shot, given the chance. Sorry, poor choice of words. Given the chance to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> but um yeah, that's just, that is awful. To the Belvedere family, to the Flint family, condolences. I mean, these were very, very young people that died around a, you know, an otherwise, it's supposed to be a happy time of year. And I mean, it's insane how many murders, how many things like this, I mean, they happen all the time, but how many things will just happen around Christmas. And I think that like, you see it as such an innocent time when 
awful things can still happen. They don't care the time of year, the holiday. There's Listen, no discriminating when it comes to I don't know about shit. you, and I know you are going to agree with this, but from November 15th to January 2nd, that is when people are the biggest assholes. Mm -hmm. I worked in retail for years. It's Most not definitely. even just retail. It's just anywhere. Anywhere you park, anywhere you shop, anywhere you do Well, anything. that's retail. Even I mean, if you don't right. work in retail. Yeah. But I mean, it's you like, just see it like you'll work in retail and you get the worst of it. And then you get off work and then it's everywhere you go in retail. It's like the grocery stores, the the clothing stores, the gas stations, the restaurants. I mean, there's Assholes. no... It's just everywhere. This is never... I. I've always said that because it's lost, this time of year has lost its meaning to everyone. I think there's very few people that really see. I, that's I'm telling you, I think that's why I love that movie Krampus so much. Fucking that's insane. That's really why I love that movie because really at the heart of that movie, it shows everything that people lose of what's supposed to mean something this time of year and how the only people that, and even some kids, I feel like a lot of kids have lost it. A lot of kids don't well, look at have examples. that. That's true. They just, Christmas is a time of year of, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. When you're, I just, when you're, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want all year round, but something about it makes you less of an asshole being that way around Christmas. Cause you feel like since it's Christmas, now you fucking deserve it. Like that's, I just miss, wild to me. I miss so much how I'm more of a tradition person. I'm more of a, like yeah. getting things is cool, but I don't care. I'm more about the traditions. I'm more about the people. So, but I've lost that. Yeah, I really miss because spending, spending time with family was everything around the holidays. And then. Well, then I realized how toxic then, my family was. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my extended family is amazing. Um, and I love spending time with them. And that was some of my best, best memories from my childhood was those Christmases and holidays of being with my family. And luckily we're still so close that I still get to experience that. And with my husband's family. But um, yeah, I, I think that it loses it when it's not the traditional of it's just, what can I, what can I fucking get? You know? And I think that's and why I, it makes my heart hurt when people say it's not much. I'm like, you give me a dollar. It's much. Because the thing to me is you put in the time and the effort to think of me to give me something. You could literally get a fucking Christmas cookie from those terrible whatever the fuck ten thingies. Those stupid ten thingies. I hate those cookies. They're so nasty to me. Oh, you what? Could, you mean the I butter don't, cookies? Yeah, I don't like those cookies. Girl. But literally, you could give me something that I don't like and I will... I will gag it. I don't care. That's like a black household staple. You just pray you don't open that and there's fucking... Oh, it's Grandma's Snowbox. My mom used it for sewing. I think my parents have some... Damn it. Oh, I forgot oh, to everybody tell you. did. Oh, God. Goodness. I forgot to I have something exciting to say real quick. My girlfriend got me 
Ancestry DNA for Christmas this year. And Good. I'm so fucking excited because I sent my spit off last week. Good. And I can't wait to see, like... How much African American I have in my family? Because I'd be, I'd be very interested to see. I know for a certain fact I do have Cherokee because there is actual like bloodline proof. But I'm also like, how, how much of it is African American as well? Because like there are things that you say, which is so funny to me because it could just be just because. But there are things that you say that's like a black household, and I'm like, I grew up with that. Also, too, <laughs> I don't, I think a lot, um, and this is very, 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 very true. Not saying that your, the indigenous history isn't actually there that you can trace, but there are a lot of white families that think they have indigenous blood and it's black people. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, your aunt and uncle or somebody along the way was with a black person. And that black person couldn't say that they were black. And that white person couldn't say that they were black. So they said they were Indian when they weren't. Listen, I'd be all about it. So I'm just, I'm, that's why I'm letting you know, because this happened to this, mm-hmm. this ancestry thing has fucked up a lot of white families because they're like, but no, uncle such and such wasn't. Yeah, they were black. They were black. But what's thousand percent black? My thing <laughs> too about it is why is that so bad? Unless if you you're have racist. if you have a racist family, <laughs> I mean, you're right. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of low key. These racist like, ass families. It's like, oh well, now you got. But we've deal already with that. traced some of my stuff without the DNA, and I am so. <laughs> It's just oh you pro- that's oh listen that's why my husband's not gonna do his I, I am know, so white my husband's gonna end up being like Conan O'Brien so it's just gonna <laughs> be white it's just gonna say white you are in fact white. white it's just gonna say white and then it's gonna break down the several the percentages of white but ultimately it's just gonna be white so you're listen because I, I don't want to fucking hear it if y'all oh oh but I'm German Italian no the fuck you're not you're just different percentages of white. Just deal with that. Just deal with it and accept it and love it. Okay? It's fine. It's fucking fine. But these people that legit are like, oh, German, da 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 No, you're just different percentages of white. Have you seen that's all? People. German, just, white. German people are I'm this white. much Scottish. I'm this much German. I'm this much da 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 no, White. No, just white. It's white. You're white. <laughs> it's white. That's, that's like when my roommate did it and she white. had zero or point zero two percent of African American and you were like, she can have one thread. <laughs> one. <laughs> she gets one You thread. get one. <laughs> that is literally all you get. <laughs> you get a single thread. Oh, it's so funny. I'm very excited, though. I'm very excited to see. I just know it's going to be... Mine wasn't surprising. I think what... Uh, the reason why I was happy to do mine, because you get that like 30 days free of your family tree, and I know nothing about my mom's side of the family, and my mom has been dead for almost 10 years. So that part of it for me was really interesting, because the actual like, uh, where they trace the different countries, I wasn't surprised. I, some people won't get the joke, but it looked like the transatlantic slave trade map, okay? <laughs> What do you want? What do you want me to fucking say? That's almost talk with you. That's almost every black person's. That's what. That's what the fucking map's gonna look like. I don't know what to tell. It's like, oh, they went from here, then they went here, 
and they picked us up and then they brought us here <laughs> and then there was some shenanigans and <laughs> listen though it's listen, dark humor ha -ha, dark ha -ha, humor it's funny like come the fuck on guys it's not Jesus. like any of us had anything to do with that lord it's funny okay <laughs> i thought it was hilarious you gotta look at the it's no what's really funny these are the ugly parts of the history for all of us and you we we know it we know it happened we acknowledge it so you know you do the best you can to find the to find the humor in it and i found the humor in it but what's funny is hilarious. that my one of my best friends posted this thing about uh it was a road with a wall and um my ass posted a hereditary gif. No. And she said it took me so long to get the joke. And then when I did, she said I was fucking cackling. I was like, you made a miniature of a road with a lamppost. What was I supposed to think? <laughs> and then her husband mad reacted it. And I, I, didn't like, get it at I didn't get it at first. And then I'm looking at it and I was like. And then her husband mad reacted it. And I was like, you mad? I mean. <laughs> listen. That movie scarred us all. Okay? It just, it scarred us all. In the best way. But it scarred us all. It really did. Anyway. <laughs> We're permanently scarred. It's just. It's one of my comfort movies. But that's fucked up. Anyway, so we. <laughs> that's probably why I haven't watched a lot of new stuff. Yes. I've been all about comfort i know the joaquin phoenix one um but i've just been all about comfort stuff this past year it's probably why i haven't seen anything new i haven't watched anything new i've been struggling to watch new things because and my girlfriend's amazing been struggling she understands hard it. watching new stuff it is right now just so much is going on that i'm yeah. like i can't mentally handle anything new. me too because whether I want to admit it or not, when I watch a new horror film, I'm a little anxious, honestly, exactly. because it, it's that's what they do. They're comforting, but they're also anxiety-inducing when you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I watched, did I tell you I watched Smile? Oh, God, I want to see that so bad. I know uh, what it is, 100%. Is it? Is it? No. It is 100% is it? it follows with a different plot line. It's it follows. It, it, but, 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 I do have to say... So you know how it Cause happens. Isn't Kyle, in, what's his name in it? Gallagher. Yes. Oh, see, I so love you know him so how much. um it follows. I've had a crush it, on it's him transferred by yeah. sex. Worse this STD ever. Is it follows, but it's trauma. And I have to say, oh, Christ. it's actually really done really, really well. Also, trigger warning with suicide. Heavy trigger warning with suicide. Um, but the movie's fantastic because I had to give. I had to give It Follows a second watch. I really, really did not like that movie the first time I watched it. I really did not I like it. I get it, though. I didn't like it at all. I was like, what in the fuck is this? Did I miss something? Because, I mean, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's just this. Oh, it's this new. It's so groundbreaking. It's this. And I'm just like, I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking. <laughs> okay i liked it but... i mean people were like heavy praising it and i'm just like i missed something <laughs> because i don't fucking like this movie at all so i went back and i watched it again and i realized how really 
fucking creepy it was. I had to watch it from a total... Some movies, if this, this is what I've learned. If I'm not in the right mood to watch a certain movie, I absolutely don't need to fucking watch it. Mm -hmm. And that was what happened the first time I ever saw It Follows. I was not in the fucking mood. And I sat down and watched it anyway. And my funky ass mood entered the movie. And I hated the whole fucking movie. It entered scene enter my funky ass <laughs> enter my funky ass attitude and that's how i feel the rest of the movie but no i think that everybody needs to do that i think a lot of people when they first watch a movie i think if you are already in a certain emotional moment i think that takes over the movie and i don't think you can watch it clearly now mm-hmm. again if i would have watched it the second time and still been like i fucking hate this then i just ate it okay then right you, so i'm not i'm not saying that some sometimes you can watch a movie again and go i i still don't fucking like this and that's totally fine totally fine but that was a movie that the second time around i'm like i'm so glad i did this because this is creepy so the movie I was do, fucking creepy and the ending creepy. was creepy Smile is very creepy. And in all reality, look, if you can handle... Look, let me tell you what creeped me out about that fucking movie is the advertising. Did you mm-hmm. see the, like, advertising where they would just have random people yeah, in random areas? Just Let me tell you something. Look, first of all, if I see you staring at me creepily, smiling at me, I'm going to punch you in the face. I am not the one to fuck with. The they, power of Christ compels They you. picked the right areas to do that because I'm not the fucking one. I will hit you. <laughs> I will fucking hit you. Like, I'm not playing. If you're standing by my car, just smile. I'm gonna fucking hit you. Like, they picked the right... They're like, they didn't do them. They didn't do that in Detroit. They didn't do that in Chicago. They didn't do that. They knew. They didn't do that in the south side of Cleveland. They knew certain areas not to do that fucking shit. Because somebody would have gotten fucked up. Yeah, they were like, no, we have to have the white people in this. You would have been fucked up. You just seen a black lady taking an earring out going, what? Then, no, you better run. No more. I don't care how much the studio's paying you. You better run because she's about to fuck you up. While you smiling at me, you about to get fucked up. You better just go. If you hear, why the fuck you smiling at me? You better fucking, you about to get fucked up. I don't care how much the studio. Can the studio pay for your hospital bills when you get your teeth fucking knocked out? Because you will not be smiling anymore. <laughs> like... You will look like toothless for real. Like that is and it's not cute. It was no. cute on the dragon, it's not gonna be cute on you. Like no, absolutely like, not. If you can handle suicide, and I'm telling you, heavy, heavy trigger warning on the suicide. If you can handle that, and then it, I suggest watching it because it's literally it is it follows. It's just trauma. Also, instead of sex. Big ups to I'm going to butcher her name. Kevin, why did you name your child such a difficult name? Swosey Bacon, I think is how you say it. This is Kevin Bacon, Kira Cedric's daughter. It's it's like you're trying to call a cat. <laughs> bacon. That's 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 who it is. It's her name. Um, bacon. She has her father's whole face. It's just she really so does. Hard. It's so difficult. I really but feel bad for her because she's I really not that attractive. Love, it's dad hot. I don't. Know it's just what, not good. She's in a great movie about, she plays one of the Char- uh, Manson girls. Yes. That movie is so fucking good. She's an amazing actress. She's really amazing good. Actress. So, like, props to her. I'm very happy that she's, like, gone into the horror genre and she's been popping up in different things because her parents are amazing act- actors. Mm-hmm. Big fans of them. So, 
I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm glad to hear that because I've wanted to see it and it looks really fucking creepy. And I just think that just that's one of those movies when I'm in a mood like I just want to watch something creepy. Like Smile I to, was very creepy. I need to watch it. I definitely need to watch it. Um, it's very generational trauma too. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Because all us millennials are going through a lot of that right now. It's mostly PTSD. It some, of the, some of the Gen Zs are too. A lot of the Gen, some of the Gen Zs are. They're just like now dealing with it. But the millennials, we are really, we are We're breaking. Fine. We are We're fine. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. We're fine. We have our coffee and our emotional support pets. That's literally and, um, the entirety of the millennials. Coffee and pets. Yes. Both Fucking of us. Same. Yes. The guy on the phone laughed at me when I said I, love I had him. a guinea pig. And he goes, that's amazing. I've never heard. He goes, whenever I ask people if they have pets, no one has ever said to me a guinea pig. No. I was like, his name is Loki. I always love when it's different animals. Like if somebody like, I have a like, python and a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> And just seen what he said. I have a 13 foot long monitor lizard. What? You see, I got a tiger. <laughs> excuse it. Excuse me. There's actually more. Well, there are more tigers living in people's homes than there are in the wild. Which is fucking. That's fucking wild. They walk into your house and there's a. Um, you told me you had a cat. <laughs> like, what the? I do. I do have a cat. Yeah, you didn't tell me I had fucking, fucking, what is this? Just the Lion King up in this bitch. You ain't no goddamn. What's the tiger's name in Walking Dead? Sheba. Is it Sheba? Girl, I ain't watched that fucking show so long. Me fucking either. I don't know. What is that tiger's name? I think it's Sheba or Sheba. Sheba. Something like that. I just know it wasn't real and I cried when that stupid not real thing died. (laughs) I cried more when the tiger died. Dumb as shit. Anyway. Um, or so, when you know you're an animal lover, we watched this movie where there was a scene where, like, this house was destroyed. And immediately, me and my husband both looked at each other and we were like, what happened to the dog? And then we heard the dog bark and we were like, okay, the dog's okay. Like, we gave no fucks that these pe- that if the people were, the people ended up being okay. But, like, we didn't care at that moment. There was just a dog involved. And we didn't see or hear the dog. And we were like, if this dog is dead, we're turning the movie off right now. But then we heard the dog bark, so we were okay. Oh, we, me and Danielle were watching. Oh, my God. Us with, listen. We were watching Smile, <laughs> and she had a cat. Oh, And no. she goes, I fucking swear something happens to this cat. And I said, honey, every horror movie we've ever watched where there's a cat or a dog. The animals. Nine dead. times out of ten. I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, the cat's going to die. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you. It's going to happen. We don't see it happen, thank God. But still, thank you for <laughs> preparing me for that. You don't see it happen. You just okay, see a sightless body. I just... <laughs> oh no! You're right. They usually do kill the. There's very rare instances where the pet lives. It's very rare. Okay, no, my when it happens, your dog died. So... Well, actually, she didn't die, but we don't know what happened to her. Wait, apparently. Oh, the, the German Shepherd. Okay, we. She didn't I almost, die. I almost forgot about the fucking dog. You were like, like the there was a dog. Like, oh my that? god, there was. A dog. <laughs> it wasn't that there long was a whole ago. ass dog. It wasn't that long ago that I watched that movie and I legit was like, 
There was a It's a big ass German Shepherd in the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> it's oh, okay. God. It's not the main focus. It's not, but so guys, so um next week we are going to talk about ten of the scariest Christmas Christmas Happy Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> that, that girl needs to stop. I don't know who the fuck she thinks she is, but that was some wild shit. And she better not be fucking mad at all that she is getting dragged I don't think down she left is. to center. Because you you straight up you Christmas. you did that. You did that. That was a choice to say Christmas like that. You said Chris Moy. <laughs> you said Chris Moy. I heard Chris Moist, and now I'm just like, now I want to vomit every time. That's what, and that's the most disgusting word. I hate that word so much. And that's all so I next hear. week, we're talking about 10 of the scariest Christmas haunts. Becky has found a really cool article that talks about, um, I'm assuming it's houses. Like actual haunts. Oh, like, like actual, dense. Like, like dense, okay, I like, got gotcha. you. I'm loving that that's taking on a new thing. You know, dense really set the goal. That we're set getting, the bar for that. That we're getting <laughs> fucking like, we're getting, now people are more embracing of horror around Christmas. So we're actually getting like legitimate fucking haunt, haunts around Christmas. Like I'm loving this shit. It's so fucking great. But I'll be home for Christmas. There's damn near one in almost every state. I love it now. Because I feel I like Dent so started fucking that. excited. I feel like Dent started that. Because they were the only ones I'd ever heard of. And then Columbus <coughs> was like, cool. And then they started doing it. And then like people were picking up. That on one it. in Columbus apparently is I wanna is I wanna go to that one. Yeah, that one's a big one. Maybe next year we'll go to that one. I'm excited. I'm excited now because I've embraced haunted houses more. <laughs> and just the experience at, at Dent was so funny because I was so distracted by me <laughs> screaming. Well, not only that, just the set designs were the set and the costume designs were so incredible. And the last time I had done, I've, I've told the story a million times. I was a little kid and got thoroughly traumatized by clowns in a very poorly done haunted house. So I've never gotten to really appreciate like the real art that goes into professional haunted houses. And also it made me realize how fucking fun it is to scare people. <laughs> and now I'm low key kind of like, I think I want to be an actor in a haunted house. I think I, I've thought about it multiple times. Oh, I'd scare them. Oh, listen, I'm what goes on in this brain. I'd be like, Oh, you want me to follow them? Oh, see so you and me. <laughs> you and me quiet as fuck following people. Like that's not a good. I will fuck you up. I will give somebody we will give somebody nightmares. Like Cuz when I'm in character, I don't oh, yeah. like character. Oh no. No. I have scared the shit out of people in that Michael costume cuz I am Michael. I don't yeah. speak. Yeah. I don't laugh. There is nothing. There's just dead eyes. I'm in the deepest recesses of my dark psyche. And <laughs> we're fine. That's <laughs> trauma. Um, <laughs> millennial trauma. <laughs> we're fine. Like, it's nuts, though. It's nuts how, like, I went from 
being terrified of that as a kid. <laughs> now as an adult, I've fully embraced it to the point that I want to scare the shit out of me. I don't want to traumatize a child. I don't want to do that. But we know what type of people we want to scare. And like those are, you just know. It's the girl that comes through that goes, ah, ah, ah. that's the one you follow. It's her. That's the one you follow. If you're in line and you're already like pissing yourself, you have made yourself a target. And they're alerting everybody in that house to fuck with you. Just know that. I'm, I'm literally, this is a solid piece of advice mm -hmm. for anybody that's terrified of haunt. As you're waiting in line, if you're freaked out in line, they have sent the alert out to everybody. So just know that. They're literally And like, you're going to get fucked with so bad. Sound the alarm. <laughs> like you're going to get fucked with bad. We got a chicken. Is that so. a chicken? Just put on a brave face and fake the fuck out of it. That's all I can tell you till you get there. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> like, we've all had to do it. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> all right, my dudes. Well, you know, we have all the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at DFWTO Podcast. Handle DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, please email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Also, please give us a subscribe, follow, review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. That way you always know when we put out new episodes. <clears throat> and please go check out our merch. We're really sorry, guys, that we haven't been promoting that as much. Um, with the stuff with the house, I've not had a brain uh, Becky was sick last week with the flu, so we will definitely have something coming up soon with uh, the merch for a sale. It's just, it's been very hard mentally recently. So. Um, I know we didn't do a promo for Calm Your Body Down in the beginning, but it's still the... I completely forgot. I'm totally fine. The I am sale, so done. The sale is still going on until <laughs> the end of the year. Um, I have been again to just with everything going on and me getting sick i have not i have been so terrible about posting on that page um so at least in until the end of the year everything is on sale um and after the first of the year it's just really don't know what's going on as of yet but um once i've actually moved into this house and i'm actually settled my brain will start functioning again. Also, if you don't, this just goes for everybody. If, um, as far as, uh, calm your body down and our merch, if you order after this week, there can be no guarantees of Christmas shipping. Oh so, yeah. No. I've, yeah. This yeah. is like, this is like 10 days out from Christmas. If you waited late and you want something for a Christmas present, you're just going to have to pay for expedited shipping. Otherwise it's just not going to happen. So um it won't be home for christmas happy christmas Mary I Chrysler. So, i am so sorry i forgot about the you're totally fine i, I forgot swear. i fucking forgot all about it we're fine it's fine it's fine we're we're gonna get it together we are are we <laughs> maybe in january of 2027 anyway so. <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> Jesus. Sounds about right. All right, guys. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. We will be back next Wednesday, as always. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Be safe. Kate. Watch the Scream 6 teaser trailer. Yes. <laughs> Go watch that.